No, I listen to it all the time. I tell all my friends to smack it raw. Podcast contains mature content. The few simple expressed by the host and honestly, those of the host. Listener discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub, the Smackdown Podcast. We are your hosts, the Pornhub Poppies. I am, of course, SES Vince. I am joined today by the one and only Kitty Kinsey Bay Bay. What up? What up? Katie, I, I can't give you a long-winded spiel spiel of an intro because I feel like I can't do it justice like Matt or Rick does. So I just I just give you Katie Kinsey Bay Bay and then call it a day. I mean, listen, they are my advocate and my special counsel for a reason. They they have a special uh uh perk they have to live up to, and they both succeed yes. every time. And don't worry, I will give myself a very long-winded outro once we get to that point in the show. Don't Fantastic. you hurry. Fantastic. Uh, Katie, before we get started, you went to SmackDown today. How was I did. that? <laughs> uh, if you can't tell by the lack of voice that I have, uh, SmackDown was fun. It was great. Uh, seats I had were fantastic. I was camera side, but I was like a little higher up, which mm. I've never been oh God, on that side. So I'm definitely going to start sitting there from now on. The guys um, I was sitting next to were fantastic. Like, interacting like asked me if i uh liked aw and we were kind of just vibing like that people like my section was cool we they were the ones starting chance very opposite as to um the raw i went to earlier this year right no that's great that's great honestly that really makes like a, makes or break a wrestling show for me when you go and then like you see the section of crowd around you if they're like really invested into the show it makes it even that much more fun and when you're just engaging with everyone uh even just like not wrestling shows like when i go to like bulls games or other events it's just it's more fun that way let's see how long this works out because he's frozen is he frozen for anybody else <laughs> just me am i back i don't know am I back? there we go yeah there okay better oh, okay Jesus. well We'll see how this show goes. We'll see how this show goes if my if my, if my internet holds up. But yeah, last time I went to Raw, like it was, I was just surrounded by like just like a bunch of families and like just like casual fans. They didn't really knew anything, and it just like it, it didn't really like strike up the best experience for me. But like, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I can't wait because I might go to SmackDown next week in Chicago because they kept plugging it. Was it just me? Or do they always say the city's name that much, or is it just a Chicago thing? Or do I only notice it because it's Chicago? But, um, nine times out of ten, when I go to a wrestling show, they name drop Pittsburgh a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, well, obviously, and like tonight was like the Kurt Angle birthday celebration, which we'll talk about. Um, and no, Jesus, I did not get squirted by the milk. I was not that uh, in that section, thankfully. Um, but that would be fantastic to experience that. Um, yeah. 
but nine times out of ten, they do name drop the city a lot because it gets a pop from the crowd. So okay, all right. Because I wasn't because I wasn't sure because like I was watching SmackDown tonight and they kept mentioning Chicago, Chicago, Chicago next week and I wasn't I just wasn't sure. I notice it when they mm. do it with Chicago. I never notice it with any other city. Uh, that's just me. Allison's here, so. Hey there, Allison. Hi, Allison. Um, before we get started, I do want to go ahead and shout out Jalen on the beat, Justin at Heel Tactics for creating the amazing intro for not only the Smack and Raw podcast, but for all the podcasts within our little cafeteria group. He's an amazing content creator. Go ahead and hit him up. Commission him for an awesome entrance theme song. He's one of the best. His Sunday Night Heats are literally the highlight of my Sundays. They're, um, they're fantastic. Also, want to go ahead and plug Creation World at creationworld.com, the banner in which the SmackDown podcast exists. You have flashy. No, we don't have that. Creation Comics is what they're doing now. Uh, <laughs> I forgot they stopped doing the flashy Arrowverse stuff. I don't usually do oh, the man. intro. Uh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Travis, Mara, they have the Creation Comics. Go ahead and check out our, our Patreon, Linktree slash SmackDown Linktree slash Creature World gives you all the video and audio content there. We greatly appreciate it. Like, sub, comment, all that good stuff. You know, support the show in whichever way you prefer. Um, yeah, I think that's that's all I got. Uh, Katie, do you want to plug the, the shirts? Oh, yeah. Um, there's the Pro Wrestling Pro Toy shirts um, on Creature World's website. Um, all the proceeds are going to Women's Reproductive Rights Assistance Project, or RAP. And the same shirt, you can get it a different color if you want to, on my store. Um, all the proceeds are going to Planned Parenthood. So get yourself a nice shirt. Support some causes, because women deserve rights, too. I know. What a crazy fucking thought that is. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Also, shout out to Savannah, because she's in the chat. So shout out to everyone. Jesus, Allison, Savannah, JJ. Thank you guys for joining us tonight. Uh, whoever else joins, well, I'm waiting for you to show up. Uh, <laughs> Kitty, we got news and rumors. Uh, we, do got, we do got some news and rumors. You wanna? Okay. It, you wanna kick that? off the first one? I, say, I, just, I, just, I got this. Give me one second here. Uh, yeah. So on Impact um, last this past week, or no, maybe last week. I can't remember the exact timeline. Um, they killed off Eric Young. You know, I say killed off. I mean, they literally killed this man. I haven't him. seen it, but it sounds hilarious from what I heard. Oh, there he is. There, that's fucking weird. I ask and I shall receive. I that's love terrible. It. I, I love um, it. <laughs> but um, Impact has done similar things. They uh, did it with Allie the Bunny when she was going to AW. Uh, but the news and rumor going around here is that Eric Young's possibly coming back to WWE for, I believe, his second or third run. We'll see how that works. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Sandy reunion, perhaps? Could. Or I could always see him as being one of, like, if, I know we haven't talked about it in a while, but this Bray Wyatt faction, if there is a faction to be made, um, he could be a crucial member to it. Because obviously Alexa is still being like haunted by the ghost of Bray Wyatt's past, you know. Every time mm -hmm. she's like in a backstage segment, and we'll talk about that a little bit more. Um, I don't know. Like, what's your take? Do you, do you even care that Erickson coming back to WWE? Because I'm just kind of like mad about it. I'm gargling it to be honest with you. 
I mean, I'm not that invested. Like, I, again, there are like maybe 10 people max who watch Impact. Uh, I am not one of those 10 people. So I didn't I watch anything. I'm being generous and upping it to 10. Okay. Uh, I'm being a nice guy. But I just, I'm, I don't really care. It's, I, he was like my least, one of my, like, Nikki Krause is best for our sanity. Let's mm -hmm. start there. And then Eric Young was just there. He just so happened to be the leader. So I don't yeah. necessarily care that much. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, he's a good worker. Like, uh, yeah, shameless plug for botch shots, botch shots and chair shots. Will, I see you. <laughs> I see you. You're not slick. Uh, but he's a good worker, but he never really strike me as, like, a big-time player, like, even a significant player within WWE, like, I don't know, maybe this time could be different, I don't, we don't even know if he's going to NXT, SmackDown, Raw, we have yet to see what he's going to do, so this could be a bigger impact, no pun intended, or it could, it could flop, just like Karrion Cross. he's out here, like, trying to battle, like, deadbeat father and Rey Mysterio, you know, so, like, you know, it's just down here, like, I'm, that was for Matt, that was for Matt, that was for Matt. Um, I mean, it's true though. You just have to admit yeah. it. But I don't have to like it though. I don't have to like it. But I don't have to like it, right? Okay. Yeah, you don't all have right. to. Uh, all right. I'm going to bounce off of what you said. And uh, not only is Eric Young rumored to be going back to the WWE, but so is William Regal. He had his farewell, like, eulogy. what is it called? <laughs> eulogy? Like, what are those videos called in case of, like, like it's. It's literally like giving like your last like it's your like last will and testament. It's like your dying wish kind of video. That's the vibe we were in. Yeah, it it was it was kind of weird. We'll we'll talk more about it, but uh apparently uh his contract and he's allowed to go back to WWE after the holidays, which is cool. Mm -hmm. He gets to spend them with his son who is in NXT, who's out here just messing everyone up in NXT and I love it. Uh especially since he's out here attacking Hank Hill. And I know Matt was swallowing that for sure. Uh, and if, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's like a one-year clause where he can't be on TV for a year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There you go. In case of untimely death video. Thank you, Jesus. This is why you're the MVP of the chat sometimes. Like, he's, he's kind so, of like a Only sometimes, number. apparently. Only sometimes because sometimes he doesn't show up. He does his best. He does his best. I appreciate Jesus' best. presence. But yeah, like... Thoughts on Regal? Uh, I mean, he wants to be back in NXT uh, with his son, who yeah. he wants to... Like, this is Charlie's, like, first taste of, like, the mainstream, I'm assuming. So the fact that Regal can come back and be with his son, even if it's just, like, a backstage presence, hell yeah. I love William Regal. He can... I'm, I will miss him flirting with Excalibur, though. That was one of my favorite parts of every time he came on a commentary. Man in the mask. Ugh. What was funny is when you were on botch shots and chair shots last night that they were saying, like, oh, he's going to go up to Axiom and, like, recreate the same thing. Like, it's not the same, but, like, I got, like, the little joke about him. It's, it's not the same, though. It's not it the same. unrequited love. It was my favorite. Maybe they'll be re reunited one of these days. You never know. I hope so. I hope so. Um, speaking of reunions, Triple H has greenlit a Ric Flair documentary for Peacock, so he's reunited with it would be apparently at some some way, shape, or form. I saw the kind of commercial about it. I was a little surprised 
that it was actually greenlit by WWE considering all the controversy and everything that the shit show that is Ric Flair the last couple months or so. What actually the last couple of years, if you if you're being honest, you know. Um were you surprised by it too, Kate? I mean, I feel like I remember hearing something about this not that long ago. So I wasn't a hundred percent caught off guard, but it's more so just the fact that like I don't care. <laughs> I don't like Ric Flair, especially after everything came out with the yeah, y'all know what the fuck I'm talking Plain about. Plane from Jesus. Plane right from hell. Yeah, all of that. I just, I, I'm not the biggest Ric Flair fan at all. So I probably won't watch it. Also, just because like the fact that he is just still trying to milk his name for his, like as much as it's worth is insane to me. Like this man legitimately died in the ring he'll deny it but we all know like and you're still out here just like hopping skipping stop dude relax yeah no i i think he needs to hang it up he's out here like talking about like doing shit at mania and like even in the in the documentary like interview thing where he was like talking about like oh he should be dead or whatever he's like laughing it off like it's like some tongue-in-cheek type comment and it's like bro like 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 i can't take you seriously anymore i i just i i don't want to see you on tv like he's just cringe for me now yeah i mm-mm. not a fan okay um i have here on the notes tony addresses declining rampage ratings what do you know about that i i I didn't see anything. Oh, um, Matt floor. also feels seen by that, by the way. He said, I feel seen underneath that. Um, oh. <laughs> it's because um, the majority of Rampages recently have been um, more so Ring of Honor based stuff. Mm-hmm. And there hasn't been a lot that like catches people's attentions. For example, I miss Rampage tonight, but I also was like on my way home. So that's a different story. Um, I'll answer that in a second. But <laughs> Um, yeah, like, they just, they haven't really been doing a whole lot with Rampage recently. So, yeah. I mean, it does make sense. And, uh, Tony Khan did say in, apparently, the Ring of Honor Final Battle media call that, uh, the, how did he phrase it? Like, the Ring of Honor talent will be, like, reduced on AWTV, which means they probably have some type of deal coming soon, if not announced at or after final battle, which is tomorrow, by the way. Either that or the pessimist in me could just be like, oh, he's just like scapegoating the ROH talent as the reason why Rampage ratings are declining. And then he's just going to take them off TV and not do anything with them because he actually doesn't have anything planned. So it's true. It could uh, be that let, too. Me, let me answer Savannah. Um, because today I watched uh, Santa Slay, which was a movie. I have seen pictures like the cover of before. Right. Um, this was a suggestion by Matt, of course. I watched it. Um, you'll never believe who Santa is in that movie. It's Bill Goldberg. Well, then. And uh, it's like a comedy horror Christmas movie. Right. I laughed. I enjoyed it. So for the time being, just because I watched that movie and I didn't totally hate it, I'll go Bill Goldberg. 
Because Bill at least knows his place. He hasn't shown up again in a long time. So that's true. That's true. Bill understands. Ric Flair just sucks. <laughs> oh, truth. Will Gray and I went to his last one. He was trying to do all the work. He laid Ric Flair on the top of people for the win. Yeah, no, he's he's really not doing anything. Like I get it. Like I get it. Ellison, you're out here talking about like we can't deny his contributions to the business, but like right now, like I, I don't have to like what he's doing at the moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, also, yeah, like they shoved three to four matches in backstage segment all in one hour. That's so rushed. That's true. It's a lot. Uh, apparently, Jesus wants Ric Flair to be Thanos. So that's a Alice, thing. Allison's also right. The ratings are down because they tape them now and they always get spoiled. Mm-hmm. And that's I hate true. that. I hate that so much. That bothers me. Yeah, it bothered me too because that was the thing that happened with NXT a lot. It's like the spoilers were leak out, and then I knew who would show up and who wouldn't show up. So I try to like avoid the internet at all costs. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of health concerns with wrestlers, Barry Wyndham is out of the ICU. Mm-hmm. You- yeah, he's he's he was in the ICU earlier this week, and as of today, or technically yesterday for me. Uh, his nephew tweeted out that he is out of the ICU. He is stable. He is talking, I think. Uh, so things are looking up for him. So that is very good to hear because that's a scary thing to even think about and imagine. So I'm happy that he's doing well right now. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad as well. And uh, last but not least in the bit of news that we have here, Sasha Banks, Wrestle Kingdom. You talked a lot, a little bit about it on botch spots and chair shots. There you go, buddy. Because I'm not trying to botch the name of it all. Uh, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's interesting because even Sasha tweeted, uh, teased it a little bit, like doing like an Instagram story or a tweet of her and Kyrie, like do, in the match card thing. And uh, I'm all about it. I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. Sasha Banks can go in the fucking ring. And this is similar to when Jericho showed up in Wrestle Kingdom to face Kenny Omega the first time. It's going to have that hype. Uh, also, I'm a Sasha Banks fan, and I just want to see her back in the ring. So I've missed her dearly. Uh, I know she's not for everyone, but I can't deny it. She's, she's solid in the ring. She's great in the ring. She puts on like, solid performances. And she's been training. So she's been training. And then her and Kyrie, that match is gonna do big numbers, and it's gonna slap. It um so, uh, yeah, I, it, like it's the same thing with Charlotte. Like I'm not the biggest fan of Charlotte Flair in any way, shape, or form, but I will never deny someone's in ring ability. Point blank, period. It's like the same thing with Austin Theory. I can't stand the kid, or couldn't really stand the kid, but I never denied the fact that he was great. Mm-hmm. Sasha's the same way. I'm not a Sasha stan. I'm not in the Sasha Banks fan club. I will never deny the fact that she is one hell of a worker at all. But uh, she's been busting her ass recently. She's going to be in a new movie, new Mandalorian season in March, I think. Um, It would be interesting to see her at Wrestle Kingdom because everyone associates Sasha with WWE. But Mercedes, on the other hand, she can do whatever she wants. So the possibility of her... And I think I've been, I've been saying this on like my show and botch spots and chair shots. The fact that she has the capability of doing both, if she really wanted to, she could just show up at Wrestle Kingdom, 
in a backstage thing or a little uh, video. I don't know. I don't understand how things work over there. But I, she probably won't have a match at the show. But um, if she can do that and then ha- later on have a match with Kyrie down the line, mm-hmm. I mean, Carl Anderson's the Neverweight Open Champion in WWE right now. Exactly. So it's not completely out the window if she does do both. I guess we'll just have to see. Yeah. So, like, I want to acknowledge the chat here. I don't. I want to make sure that I know that, that I'm not ignoring them. Yes, Kyrie does already have a match booked for Wrestle Kingdom, but it doesn't like like well saying appear at the show doesn't doesn't guarantee that she'll participate in the match because they're gonna have another New Japan esque show on the 17th of January, like later on in that month, and that's where they can go ahead and like set up that match so they can have Kyrie's match. Afterwards, Sasha shows up, make it a big thing. She doesn't even have to actually be in attendance. She could do like a video thing like Shinsuke did with Sami Zayn when he first debuted in NXT. Notice I pronounce it correctly since Matt's not here. I'm so proud of you. It's a it's a mad thing. I gotta kinda give him shit for it. Um it's it's our thing, it's our shtick. But yeah, and like Jericho, she can go ahead and do that, do a couple matches and then dip or stick around. Her Fighting for that title is going to elevate it to greater heights. And yes, JJ, I would like to see Jade versus Sasha Banks as well. That sounds like a really good... Wait, was it JJ or was that Allison that said that? I... Let us see. That was Allison. Allison said... Allison. Sorry, Sorry, Allison. Yes, I'd like to see Sasha versus Jade. Actually, I want to see Jade versus Naomi after they were spotted at the game together. So ever since then, I've been wanting to see them go toe-to-toe in the ring. Um, I understand that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, I got. I think that's all for news and rumors. I got. I got nothing yeah. more. Do you have anything? Did we, did we cover everything? Um, no. That that seems to be the majority of everything. All right, perfect. So, Katie, we'll start things off with you. Spit us all. Uh, I'm going to swallow. Oh man. <clears throat> Uh, the Rhea Ripley Bailey Oscar triple threat on Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. Fantastic match. I mean, it did wonders for all three women. That that is how you like started out. WWE was very um, what's the word? Like triple threat women. Heavy. Like dr- heavy driven um, on Raw and NXT, which I was about because you're utilizing multiple women in a good match. And this was the same thing. Rhea not taking the pin. Everyone pay attention to that. It was key. Crucial. Because she's going to face Bianca at Mania. Damn it. It's going to happen. But Bailey getting the win kind of makes the most sense. Asuka's been tweeting stuff about her past. uh, Mm -hmm. So we could very well be seeing that come back in... Well, for the first time in WWE, so that'll be interesting. Right. But the match was great. I mean, great spots from all three women. Bailey trying to boss Rhea around, and Rhea's just like, huh, no. Just because we we're on the same war game scene doesn't mean shit. Like, yeah, that's true. So, that's yeah, true. I mean, and Bailey got the got, Bailey got the dub. She goes on next week to face Alexa. That match will be good. It's all good things for the women's division right now. Uh, it was a bit too long. For Will, Will doesn't like like it too long. Um, 
But the match was good. I thought it was great. I want to touch upon and swallow the the whole Becky Bailey interaction back and forth, and then the intense stare down between Rhea and Becky at the rampway. That to me was just as good as the match itself. Oh yeah, I mean that's the picture of Rhea and Becky staring each other down was a part of my thumbnail for that reason because it was just so intense. And both those women, goddamn. Uh, I don't think it's the first one she's had since she's been back. I think she's had a, a win or two. It wasn't until she started challenging for the women's title where she started going and taking else, if I'm not mistaken. Because I think she beat Nikki Cross when she was Nikki A-S- A-S-H. I can't, I'm having a hard time uh, spelling and pronouncing words this evening. And I, I mean, promise I'm not intoxicated. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, you usually have a little bit of issue, but... Um... It, this definitely wasn't her first win, but it's her first win in probably a few months. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm still in the whole match. I thought it was good. Uh, and to go along with that, my swallow is the other women's triple threat match that had Alexa Bliss. Um, fuck, who was in the match? I'm trying to blank. Becky Lynch, mm-hmm. Alexa Bliss, and who was the third competitor? Why am I trying to blank? Think about it. You already said her name, just a different last name. Oh, Nikki Cross. There you go. There you go. Uh, uh, I got there. I got it. I got there. Eventually, I I got there. But yeah, I thought it was a great match. Uh, Nikki Cross just starting things off kind of crazy. Then she being like taken out of the equation. Alexa and Becky going back and forth. I like that Alexa got the win here. I like that it Becky didn't get get it because. As much as I love Becky Lynch right now, that's not what I want to see from her. I don't want her in the title picture. Bailey's already been in the title picture numerous times. That's why I was slightly surprised initially when she won her match. But now mm. it's going to make sense when Becky, Becky costs her the match next week. And it's going to set up Alexa versus Bianca. And this could be the start of like that slight turn for Alexa. Because she's already yeah. like was having some tension with Bianca and Asuka and everyone in in the war game team, if I'm not mistaken, I, unless I'm imagining things. I mean, she was. Uh, it was right around that time before war games, where the logo started appearing behind her in mm-hmm. different scenarios, and you can kind of see like her face kind of like drop into a trance kind of thing. So, I mean, she definitely has distance herself from the war games team like specifically bianca and oscar and oscar was like her tag partner right so this is definitely i mean she also attempted the um sister abigail in the match she teased it she teased it she, she started it. she started set up for it and then she didn't hit it she kind of like snapped out of it she looked like she was in a trance for a sec and that's how she's been looking backstage so the fact that that translated into the match that's saying something. I'm not necessarily saying she should go back with Bray, but if she's the one who's kind of been taken under Uncle Howdy's wing, right? Instead of Bray's, that could be an interesting factor. There's there's a lot of variables here that still needs to be played out, and I'm 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 just gonna like let them play out. Like like TC from Young Kings Wrestling always stress. Stress is just let things play out. Just let things play out. So that's what I'm doing with this whole Bray Wyatt stuff. I will say that I'm glad we didn't get like another Bray Wyatt like 
rambling rabbit type promo in the backstage area because I want to see him do something different than that. I'm glad we got more. I, I'm more interested in the whole Uncle Howdy aspect of the character than the Bray Wyatt man character. If that makes any sense. Uh, uh, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, um, I'll get to that. For, I have I have that on my notes too. Um, but it's I, I can see why people are not so much behind Bray's promos now. I can understand. I still am just because I like listening to him talk because mm-hmm. he's very captivating to me, especially with like the backstage stuff. And then there's still like little clues and everything and like numbers to call. And it's like psychiatric reports and stuff like that. So it still has me invested in that way. But I do see why people are kind of just like, all right, Bray, it's been like two months. Yeah. Can he hasn't taken the, get back in the ring, please. <laughs> uh, honestly, I don't blame him like saving it until, Possibly at, at this, rumble at, at this point, save it till mania. Like, unless you're gonna do the match with LA Knight at the rumble, save his, his in ring return for mania. Oh, yeah, like, even if like him and LA Knight just have like a random brawl backstage, that's fine. There you go. Then he's taking all bump in some way, shape, or form. Exactly. And he's like, he's using fisticuffs, as the people say. Fist, so. <laughs> If yeah. that happens, cool. And yeah. if we get Bray and whoever it may be, it might not even be LA Knight. We don't know. If we get that at Mania, hell yeah. The the reemergence of Bray in the ring, I'm about it. Because that's something you have to savor at this point. Yeah, I mean, that's that's true. But, you know, I've been enjoying it. It hasn't been up until, like, recently where I'm just like... It, it depends. It <clears throat> Let's see. And I think I'm back. I think you're back. Yes. There you go. There you go. This hopefully this isn't a recurrent issue. Maybe maybe that's Bray Wyatt telling us to wrap it up and go and go and, and go on to the next subject. Um, maybe. But yeah, so I was swallowing the other women's match. So I don't yes. know. If, should we, should we just count that as my swallow, spinner swallow, and then just go back to you, or just like that's yeah? That, I mean, it's here? that's a that's a different one. They're different. Right. They're different things. All right, take us to the next one, Katie. Um, so I'm swallowing. This is like a few swallows in one because, like, we're talking about like the same people in multiple segments. Um, I'm swallowing Usos and the Brawling Brutes tonight on SmackDown because that match banged that was yes. so cool to see live i love usos and like sammy getting involved solo dropping ridge was fantastic and speaking of solo this was my segue i'm also swallowing the fact that solo destroyed riddle and now riddle will be out for roughly six weeks give or take and i know matt's very happy about that but Solo think, channeling Umaga. That's yes. that's what it is. The Samoan spike. The hip attack with a chair yes. in the corner. It, I think he even did what? the taunt in the corner as well. Like where he just like just like pokes up or whatever. It was, he did. It, was all, it was all there. Honestly, I was gonna start off with that, but uh <laughs> but oh good night, Savannah. Thank good you for joining us. I know it's past your bedtime. Sleep well. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, but yeah, 
I was going to start off my the week, the, the episode with the swallowing Solo Sokoa, destroying Matt Riddle, and then just putting him out of commission for six weeks. So you actually took my big one. But since you were talking about the woman, I'm like, oh, I thought I'd pivot that and like talk about everything together. Yeah. But yeah, no, Solo is like the best thing going, one of the best things going right now in, in the whole in the whole bloodline. You keep you and Matt keep stressing that this is going to lead to him like eventually being solo, solo Sokoa, and he's actually being sent by the elders to spy and be like a mole within within the bloodline. And again, I'm not discrediting that. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I just don't want the bloodline to break up at any time soon. I don't. I don't. I want them to be a cohesive unit because they just got things together with Sammy. Um, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like Jay and Sammy are finally getting along. I really want Naomi to be involved at some point. You know, I don't want them to break up. I mean, you know? listen, Jay is seeming rather shady. Um, especially with what he was saying tonight. I couldn't fully hear it because, you know, live crowds. Uh, but it's something about like cutting his hair, trimming his beard. Yes. Like he's a, he's officially like an Uso now is what kind of what I'm getting is what Jay said. Again, I couldn't fully hear it. I only heard like bits and pieces. So I'm kind of just picking up what I can. But it just seems rather suspicious that he waited until everyone was leaving. I don't know. I don't trust the bloodline. They're all shady, except Sammy. Well, Sammy's a little shady too, but like in his own right. The, it, right. the pieces are coming down, Vince. You got to get used. You got to get ready for it, man. I'm I'm trying to brace for it because I know it's coming. I just don't want it to come so soon. Uh, I want I want I want them to take their time when they come. Um, but essentially, what you were saying is correct. Uh, Jay uh, Jay was basically telling Sammy it was like next week the travel chief is going to be here. It's the first time we're going to see him since War Games, where you stepped up, you leveled up, you know. But you, you got to get yourself cleaned up, you know, because the travel chief is going to be here. So. You, Trim that beard, get a three card. He said, "Like clean up the hair," and uh, it could happen next week. Uh, Jesus saying that uh, that he's, he's gonna, gonna get wrecked. wrecked. Yeah, he's gonna get wrecked. I may or may not be in attendance for that. So this See? next week's SmackDown is looking pretty stat because yeah. we had we have Roman coming back. Mm-hmm. Sami Zayn's getting a makeover, possibly uh, getting attacked and destroyed. Yeah, damage control versus um, Liv, Liv, and Liv and Tegan. They also have Gunther versus Ricochet, and they announced a triple threat tag team match between Legato, um, Hit Row, and Viking Raiders. So mm-hmm. it's looking like a pretty solid show. Yeah, so, you're you're gonna get a, you're you're gonna get a good show. Well, it depends. So like, I'm I'm, I'm thinking about getting t- tickets, but like. Budget and money wise, I might just get them the date of. So if I go, it's probably gonna be me, my sister, and whoever else shows up. So it might be a family affair. Good. I mean, on, honestly, like it's especially with like how SmackDown's been like building these past few weeks, and right. like you even said, like your the card next week is <clears throat> hella stacked. I say go, like enjoy it, like enjoying a lot. Like we were talking about it before, like going to a live event is like a different experience at this point. It just, just feels so much better. And yeah, Jesus wants you to take him. So fit him, if you can fit in my pocket, I got you, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> you know, you, you know the rules. You fit in the pocket, 
come with. Uh, is that the rule? That's the rule because every time uh, our friend Ben or him go anywhere, and we always say, it was like, take me in your pocket. So like that's kind of okay. like been a thing that we've always said. It was like, just take me in your pocket and fit me in there so I can go with you. Okay. Um, but speaking of going, I'm going to go next with, go. My, with my spit or swallow. And I don't know how you're going to feel about this, but I'm swallowing the JBL Poker Invitational. I thought it was like a bunch of like it was like maybe like two or three or four different like little segment skits. It set mm-hmm. up two different matches between the six man tag match between DLC and Baron Corbin and Alpha Academy, but it also set up Akira Tozawa versus Dominic Mysterio. Dominic, the best heel on Raw, Mysterio. Such a liar. He he gets more heel heat than anyone else on that Raw roster. You can't it's tell me because different. he's a terrible son, and his father should have beat his ass eight months ago. Like a good heel. If, You're if Ray was a better great. father, this wouldn't have happened. Uh, he wouldn't yeah. have lost his son to the dark side, aka Rhea Ripley. I mean, look, look, I, I Ramsey probably could have been the best heavenly father that Dominic could have ever asked for, and I think he still would have fell victim to Rhea Ripley's. It's, just a lore or whatever word it is. I mean, I'm trying to shit, look we're all. I'm, I'm there too. I can't blame him. I can't blame Dominic for joining the dark side. Rhea's there. Ben's there. If Rhea's there, fuck. Whatever she wants. Yeah, they're probably in jacuzzis with Damian Priest every single week. Just like in NXT. Yeah. I mean, yeah. take out Dom. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> no, include Dom. I, I want to join. No, Dom. Dom can. Dom can just sit outside the jacuzzi. I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to hop in the jacuzzi with the entirety of the Judgment Day. Because you never know. Damian Priest is there. You never know. Bad Bunny might show up. For all we know, Bad Bunny is the secret fifth member of the Judgment Day, and he has yet to be shown. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> He is a bad bunny, heel, bad, evil. It all makes sense. It all connects. It's all an interweaving web of like storylines. <laughs> but yeah, going back to the poker tournament, what do you think? I, I liked it. I thought it was funny. Miz got shitted on for having the fake Rolex. Uh, Dexter Loomis threatened manslaughter with an axe and then got everybody's, got everybody's money. I thought it was good. I thought there were good segments throughout the throughout the whole show. Yeah, I I mean it, it wasn't bad. It like you said, it set up um matches, which I mean Mary brought him up. I'll just I'll just talk about him. I'll I'll pull him out. I'll put it all together. Um because I was like, well I'm spitting Dom and Tazawa just because like I don't care and I'm I'm swallowing that match. <laughs> I know you match. are because Tom's like Arena Teal and all this jazz that you, you know can what we you can you we play this with your own admit, Can we at least admit that his frost flesh is getting better? I mean, I would hope so. When your father, your real father, is Eddie Guerrero, you have to have a good frog splash. And his it's took lucky. forever. Well, he was a young little tadpole. He needed time well, to develop. No time like the present, Dominic. Well, well, he's maturing with Rhea on his side, so that's probably what's happening there. Honestly, yeah. Ever since he joined Judgment Day, his progress got better. It's yeah. all Rhea Ripley's doing. So got a little like more pep in the stuff now. 
Yeah, as you yeah. should. Yeah. Um, and then I was gargling just I was yeah, I was just gargling OC versus Alpha Academy and Corbin just because Corbin's not doing it for me. If anything, mm-hmm. JBL's the best part of that. And I don't like I don't even really like JBL like that, like other people do. He's like he's a good heel, but JBL's never been like one of my favorite people. But right. like the match was good because I mean AJ's fantastic. Chad Gable's a precious gem. So like it, 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 I'm just gargling. It was just there. I was just like, okay. Yeah, I'm gargling the match too because I didn't even write it down because I'm like, I don't even know if anyone's gonna even mention it. It might be mentioned when I talk about the poker segments, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, like the match was just there. Like I don't really care for Corbin either. Like this whole like new wrestling god gimmick, it's not working because he still dresses like Happy Corbin, but like. Yeah. With like generic lame wrestling gear, like I just want him to be the lone wolf. Why does he wearing tank tops? What just go shirtless, bro? You have a bunch of cool tattoos. Show them off, man. The I hands. prefer broke ass Baron Corbin again. That was bum ass Baron Corbin was the peak Baron Corbin. He, that that was, was his best. That was his best work. That was S tier Baron Corbin. That was his best work. Correct. Uh, I know Matt's gonna appreciate the fact that JBL just called <laughs> Rey Mysterio deadbeat dad to. Uh, to Dominic when they were talking in, in the poker thing. But yeah, the poker segment. It was all fun. It was all fun stuff, as as uh, Warren would say. Yeah, I mean, and it led to Dexter winning, or I guess retaining all of the money that he won. Yeah. So, good for them. Yeah, and it led to Candice LeRae almost cursing on screen. So, that was, <laughs> that was the thing that happened. That is, that is the thing. That is the second time that has happened in her tenure in WWE. Which I like. I like. It, it's kind of like, uh, it's almost similar to the Chase U stuff with Andre Chase, where he's like, but he actually curses. And then Candace just kind of like holds it in and just is a little bit more reserved. Just cover um, that Yep. Katie, spare us all. Uh, I'm going to swallow the Seth freaking Rollins Big Bob brawl. Uh, mm-hmm. Pete Williams got speared in half. Poor man didn't deserve that. Yeah. But I understand. Seth moves out of the way. He's just he's just a victim of circumstance at that point. But I love the brawl. Next week we're getting that number one contender match for mm-hmm. Austin Theory's U.S. title. Seth and Big Bob got the chemistry, man. I don't yeah. know what it is recently. Seth just being a fantastic person and just poking fun, being like, oh, are you just jealous because you're not Brock Lesnar kind of stuff? The, the fact that you couldn't beat Brock. It, it's just, he just constantly fucks with your brain and makes you think that you ain't shit and then you start believing that you ain't shit Seth's fantastic at this Seth has become a Batman villain he's like a mix he's a mix between like the Joker and the Riddler at this point like this like and and that's what and that's what makes him so dangerous he's become so enjoyable to watch this has been probably the most enjoyable I've, I've seen any incarnation of Seth Rollins I don't know if it's the best version but it's the most entertaining one so far. Yeah, I mean, he has been killing it um, as the revolutionary, the visionary. Uh, he's he has been killing it, and like the fits, iconic on point. I love. I wasn't him. a fan of this week's fit, though. I was not a fan of it. I was a fan. I was a fan. It works. Yeah. He he. <laughs> just takes whatever flamboyant outrageous outfit and he's just like yeah i want that one and they're all like are you sure 
stuff. And he's like, mm hmm. And then he does his cackle and then he walks out the room. So, like, he gets what he wants. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I mean, if you ask Ricky Starks, it's probably better than whatever MJF showed up with on Dynamite. So. Uh -huh, we'll talk about that. Oh, later. man. Oh, you, you'll, be, you'll be pleasantly surprised and happy with what I talk about in, on Dynamite this week. Um, Good. I'm going to use what you talked about to pivot to my last Better Swallow on Raw, which is I'm swallowing slash gargling the fact that I hate how much I'm starting to love this new Austin theory. Okay. I don't I don't like that I like the guy because I acknowledge this is a solid wrestler in the ring. But ever since he lost the Money in the Bank briefcase and then just pivoted and just became more serious, more intense, I've been kind of behind him. Do I like it? No. Do I feel a little dirty about it? Just a little bit. But, but you know, I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't help it. He had a really solid match with Mustafa Ali and swallowing the fact that Mustafa Ali got rid of, like, the like the boy shorts or whatever, like the... the Why are you hating on this man and his shorts? Because they were cursed. He came out as still lost! <laughs> I think he's just cursed. At this point, probably it might it, it might be a curse. Uh, it's it's the curse of uh, what the fuck was your faction? Um, what was your faction again? I'm trying to blank right now. Retribution. Retribution. It's the retribution for being part of retribution. It's being the leader of retribution. Yeah, yeah. He's getting his re retribution for being part of retribution. But yeah, I don't know. Austin Austin Theory right now seems to be like one of those high riser talents on Raw right now. I'm saying, like I said, I'm not saying I like it. I'm not saying I'm not saying that I enjoy that I'm enjoying his work. But he has been improving. This is better than a million times better than what he was doing as the selfie dude. Yeah, I've been saying it the past few weeks on this show and other things I've done. Uh, this theory gives me ruthless aggression, Cena vibes, younger Randy Orton vibes, and it works for him. Like he's pissed off, and the fact that he failed at his money in the bank and he got ridiculed for it so he said well now i'm just gonna beat the shit out of everyone and everyone like yeah i can and i mean it's working for him like he snuck out the win at um what is the pay-per-view that just happened it just happened we should know this oh my god listen there's been a lot of wrestling these past few weeks my that brain doesn't has, work. It's been a little bit too much wrestling. Uh, it's uh, was it Survivor Series? No, oh my right? God. Yeah, it was Warrior. Survivor Jesus Series. It was Christ. Survivor Series Warrior. <sighs> it's been Warrior a long mess. month, guys. It's it's, it's it's ten days in the month, and I'm it's and then struggling. deadline tomorrow, and then yep. ROH final battle. Yeah, yeah, right. you watching that? But we get Athena versus Mercedes. I'm not paying $50 to watch Athena and Mercedes. You're assuming be... I'm paying. You're assuming I'm paying. I'm not even... I'm going to be, like, kind of at work... Pro I'm probably getting home by the time that fucking show starts. And then I'm coming home and just relaxing until deadline. So... Okay. Fair, fair enough. I'm not I'm watching... I'll then. watch it through Twitter like I normally do. There you go. That's how you should do it. Um, Katie, any... Any more on the Austin theory? No. no. Right. Uh, okay. You basically said everything. Cool. Uh, it's, it's on you now. It's better swallow. 
I'm going to swallow the fact that Axiom won the triple threat on NXT. It was Axiom, Underchase, and Ice Age Ivan, uh, Ancient Andy, BC Bob, Kevin Carl, Ivan, I, Have you mentioned Ice Age Ivan as one before? Mm-hmm. Or is, why is this the yeah. first time that's actually hitting? Uh, I'm pretty sure Jesus is the one who said it in chat a few weeks ago, maybe like a month Mm -hmm. or two ago at this point. Um, I had a note at one point of all the names Matt and I have called him in -hmm. the past, like Prehistoric Paul. Um, Someone said like Stone Age Steve, and that might be one of my favorite ones. But he was in the match and nobody wanted him in the match. Um, No. Either match, that triple threat or the Iron Survivor match. So Axiom winning also makes Axiom the only face in that match because the rest are heels. Which is ironic because he doesn't show his face. <laughs> Come on, Kitty. That's a good one. That's a good one. Boo. Give me that tomato, one. Tomato, tomato, give, tomato, tomato. Give me a little finger snap. Um, I'm with you. I'm glad that Axiom won. I was surprised. It was between him and Andre Chase. I was really mm-hmm. like really sure that it, they were just going to give it to Von Wagner, just like they did with uh, Kiana James, because like they need someone in there that is going to take some L's, and I don't know, they seem to like him for some reason. I don't fucking I don't fucking get it, but I'm glad we got Axiom. You actually got to hear him speak in the little like, um, whatchamacallit, Grayson Waller, Waller effect. effect. Grayson Waller mm-hmm. Effect main event segment, which... I'm gargling that. I'm gargling. No, I'm, I'm spitting the whole thing because it wasn't really necessary. It just kind of felt a little like cheesy and hokey to me. Aside from Mellow, everyone else just kind of felt like it just felt off. It felt off. Which <laughs> Carmelo Hayes is a fucking menace to society. This man tweeted a picture of one of the characters from Rolly Poly Only with a square head and then a picture of JD McDundon. And I cried laughing oh and then joe gacy's out here tweeting pictures of all of them was like cartoon characters he like put carmelo hayes's um okay very obscure y'all remember cat dog yes the little girl bully dog she oh, like wow. little blonde hair she was a poodle but she was like a part of like the the little gang he compared carmelo hayes to that he compared i think it was grayson waller like Rocco from Rocco's Modern Life. It's just these men are just going ham on Twitter, was, and it's the was, funniest thing. Was Joe Gacy just like spending his evening watching old Nickelodeon cartoons or something? <laughs> That's he had he... to have been. I, those are the only two tweets I saw from Gacy. Um, uh-huh. but Mellows had me fucking rolling. And that's the best, like, Mello was the best part of that segment, and mm. I understand why they did it, because you didn't just want to have the brawl, which it led right. to in the end, but, I mean, I just don't like Grayson Waller. Yeah, no. That's the gist of it. I mean, I said it last week, and if he was healthy enough to compete this week, why not just include Tony D'Angelo in it? Like, he would have been a better option than either Joe Gacy or JD McDumdum or fucking Grayson Waller. The only ones I'm cool with being in the match is Carmelo Hayes and Axiom to like a slightly lesser extent. But you know, I don't know. Yeah. It kind of just seems like Tony D'Angelo is on that different tier. At least to me. Yeah. 
and Matt will be happy to like hear me say positive things about the Don of NXT. As you should. He's the Don of NXT for a reason, Vince. I'll continue the positivity by talking about my next swallow. And I'm swallowing New Day. Being on NXT, surprising us. And coherently swallowing the whole pretty deadly uh, Christmas story that they told. The fact that Elton was sitting on the other dude's lap. I thought it was funny. Uh, Again, New Day showing up, setting up a title match. Possibly, maybe, becoming Triple Crown champions this Saturday, tomorrow, or whenever you're watching this video. So I'm praying and hoping for that. So that'd be kind of cool to see. And I don't know where I saw it, if it was during botch spots or in the chat, in the group chat, where apparently New Day are here for an extended run in the next scene. Uh, I don't know if it's that they're there for an extended run or more so the fact that uh, Shawn Michaels is open to having them down there for an extended amount of time. Mm-hmm. Which, regardless, New Day should take the titles off pretty deadly. Imagine uh, Xavier Woods back where he got started and Kofi vibing in NXT. Triple Crown Champions. Uh, yes. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yes. Uh, a thousand percent. And shout out to Xavier Woods for plugging that on SmackDown this week, too. Like He's like, oh, yes, we're going to be on Peacock. We're going to be on the cock at 8 p.m. Central or Eastern Time or whatever. Go ahead and check it out. We're going to be triple crown champions, yada, yada, all that good stuff. Great stuff. Great stuff. Um, but yeah. Katie, what you got next? Uh, I'm going to backtrack to, uh, we mentioned Tony D'Angelo. Forget about it. This man won his match. His first match back after being injured. It's always a big swallow for Tony D'Angelo. Like... I'm not the biggest fan of Dijak's involvement in this. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I loved, past tense, loved Dijak. Like, feast your eyes, Dijak. That was, that was my guy. That was my dude. I watched him wrestle Ciampa at an NXT house show. The only ha- NXT house show I've been to. It was fucking phenomenal. Bangers. But, like, bangers, man. And the matches he had with Keith Lee, bangers. But, um, yeah, I'm swallowing Tony Angelo winning. Uh, Wes, I will give a special little swallow to Wesley exiting the ring as Stax and Tony tried to attack him. He, like, just rolled backwards and, like, threw the bottom rope. I was like, how did you even do that and not hurt yourself? That was insane. So he gets a special little swallow just for that. Yeah, he seems like he's a very flexible dude, so shout out to his wife. Uh, I'm I'm sure she's very happy with him. As as am I. I thought that the whole thing is kind of cool. I like him uh, him versus Tony D. The whole variable of Dijak's looming in the background. Just I'm just kind of like gargling right now. I'm trying to wait and see. I love Dijak so much as a person, as a wrestler, that I want this to work. But aside from his return a few weeks back, everything else has kind of been kind of cringe. Has kind of been kind of meh for me. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know how to feel. I'm conflicted. Because I like the guy. I want him to succeed. But this ain't it. I mean, I just have this sneaky suspicion that this is going to lead to a triple threat at NAC Vengeance Day, February 4th, in Charlotte, North Carolina. That's something I forgot to talk about in rumors. Takeovers are traveling again. Yeah, they're taking over the live crowds outside of Good. Wilson. 
yeah. good. Which is great. It's great. Um, hopefully it sells out and it continues the trend of traveling NXT takeover shows. Well, they're not really takeovers anymore because they don't call them takeovers. I could have sworn that they were like bringing the takeover name back. They haven't done it officially with Vengeance Day. They just call it NXT mm. Vengeance Day. So yeah, NXT PLEs. Yeah, right? I'm still calling them takeovers. Fair enough. Fair enough. I still <laughs> I still say pay-per-view still, instead of premium live events. Because it's just force to have it. It's just it's force to have it. It's what you know. Um exactly. You went with Tony D, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm gonna go and talk about from one championship segment to the next. I'm swallowing the little fishing date that Braun Breaker and Apollo Cruz had. They were like so passively, passively, aggressively being complimentary towards each other, and it's like, it's like, yeah, Braun's like, yeah, this is where I go to like get my mind off of things because there's all this pressure, you know, like when you're champion, you're expected to do X, Y, and Z. And the pop's like, yeah, man, I get you. Like it can be kind of stressful, but hey, don't worry about it, man. I'll take that title off of you, and you don't have to worry about that stress. And you can worry about fishing all the time. They actually caught fishes together, which I thought was beautiful. I loved it. Um, if they if if they go ahead and pivot this into like a buddy bromance between each other, I'd be all about it because it's the most interesting Braun Breaker has been to me since he first sh- showed up and I found out he was a Steiner. And I don't, I don't know. I'm kind of really hoping Apollo gets the title, but I know he's not going to. But yeah, I just thought the single was kind of like weird. Out of it was just kind of out there. But I loved it for it. See, I'm spitting the segment because I'm sick of the buddy buddy shit. Apollo is Braun Breaker's counterpart in speed, in strength, in aggression. They could have utilized this and just had these men beat the absolute dog shit out of each other for weeks. Like the Mm -hmm. two week, three week build that they've even given this. I think that would be the better route. Like, I I just am not a fan. Like I didn't really like the brunch scene either. I loved it. I thought it was great. I know you. I know you loved the brunch. I'm just. I want um, like TC has said. Like on Young Kings, he wants the negativity. He wants the that in this feud. And I'm kind of starting to agree because let that let that happen. Because Apollo's not going to win. I have a whole theory about that. Like, Braun's gonna retain, and then Mello wins Iron Survivor. Mello takes the title off Braun at Vengeance Day. Mm-hmm. That's, that is how it should be, folks. It probably won't sure. be, because something screwy will happen, and I won't get what I want. Let you, let, let's not put that negativity out there. Let's be positive, Pete. I'm, I'm gonna try to be, but, like, we don't know what can happen. That's in two months. True. Well, like I said, uh, I'm, a, I'm just going to go ahead and assume that what ends up happening here is that Braun retains the title. They try to set up a third, like, bro date, and then Apollo's so hurt that he lost, he doesn't show up, and that's where the intensity starts to ac- accumulate. It's the fact that he got stood up. So, that's my Listen, you, if you, you ever got stood up, it's not a fun time. Like, that does shit to your psyche as a person. Bender, done it. Done that, it's, you know? Yeah, so... It ain't it. It ain't it. It ain't it. Um, Katie, spin us all up. Uh, I'm... 
gargling Hank versus Charlie more so because of Drew Gulak's appearance at ringside. Right. Like, Charlie's great. The kid's got talent. I mean, he's William Regal's son, for Christ's sake. Like, he's got talent. But Gulak kind of just, like, appearing out of nowhere and just standing on the ramp. It's not even a ramp in NXT. Standing in the in the entrance way, basically, by ringside. He, it has my, it has my interest peaked. Because Gulak is a great coach and also fantastic in the ring and doesn't mm-hmm. get utilized very well. So the fact that people said, people keep saying catch point because that was a thing and like evolve. Um, yeah. Um, but Gulak was a part of that. I'm assuming since people keep saying it. So maybe we get one of those. I don't know. I don't know really anything about that. This is my take on it, but Gulak possibly on screen uh, coaching Charlie while Regal behind the scenes is coaching his son would be very interesting. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think it's great. I, I, I was it was ruined for me because I knew that Gulak was going to show up, but really? still, it was still very, yeah because I, I I got I got spoiled because of the chat. Uh, they're like Gulak. I don't know who tweeted it, but like like put a comment in the chat. It's like Gulak. I'm like Gulak. Then I looked at the. I looked at like the date. I'm like, what day is it today? It was like Tuesday. I'm like, see, what the fuck is Gulak doing on NXT? Thankfully, um, I didn't. yeah. So that's kind of how it happened. But I thought it was good. I'm sawing the fact that that uh, Charlie Dempsey went ahead and just completely destroyed Hank Hill. I'm all about it. I'm with Matt on the camp of fuck Hank because how are you going to be a 24 year old security guard and then now you want to be a pro wrestler? And he comes and wrestles in like street clothes. Fuck out of here, bro. Get some tights. Get some ring gear. Get some trunks. Get your life together. That's where you're getting choked out and abused by Charlie. Um, my final my final swallow of NXT until I move on to AEW or SmackDown. Indy Hartwell getting the win in that triple threat and being included in the Iron Survivor match. I thought it was great. Her confronting Mandy Rose after the fact, saying she's going to take that title from her. And it was great. It, it seems like some, that whole thing just lit a fire under Indy Hartwell, and she's being more intense, more serious, more just like on the money, eyes on the prize, which is the NXT Women's title. And I wouldn't be mad if she's the one that eventually gets the title off of Mandy Rose. I just don't see it. Mm-hmm. But based off, her, based off of her performance from this uh, week's NXT, I do see her as my front runner to win the Iron Survivor match. Because originally it was Roxy for me, but now it's Indy. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, it Indy winning. I had a feeling uh, the match was great with the three of them. I kind of did expect Indy to win. It was going to be between Indy or Wendy, but the fact that Indy did confront Mandy and was like, "I'm going to be the one to break your streak." And it's very possible she is. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if she will be the one to dethrone Mandy. Mm-hmm. At that point, if if this match, if Indy wins Iron Survivor tomorrow, and if the title matches happen at Vengeance Day, Mandy's going to be hitting like 600-some days as champion at that point. Has she surpassed Asuka and Shayna's reigns already? Shayna's, I think, as of like today or like in like a three-day time span i believe of today um either before or after today 
I think mm-hmm. she has surpassed Shayna's like 416. Oh, she's about to pass Shayna, yeah. There you go. Uh, she's very, in. very close. Uh, but Asuka, she still has ways to go. I, possibly next month. I don't remember how long Asuka's was, though. Might have to Google, Google it. It's Jesus, Google look it up for us. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, our statistician on the chat. <laughs> Love it. Um, but yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to both Iron Survivor matches. Just out of pure curiosity to see how they're going to even work out. Because I'm still a little confused as to how it's going to work out. So I'm just there for the shits and giggles. I'm here for the ride. Understandable. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Kitty, spit or swallow? Um, I'm going to swallow the all of the uh, women's video packages for the Iron Survivor Challenge. It was unique to see each of them kind of in their own element and them basically being like, yeah, this is why I'm going to win. I mean, Roxanne Perez is like, I have to stop dreaming. Like, this is reality now. Cora Jade said, this is a generation of Jade or whatever the fuck she said. Uh, Indy had, or Indy didn't have one because she just won the match. Uh, Kiana James said, uh, she had a quote in hers about if you're not the it's something about a lamb and i can't remember it off the top of my head oh, I, I, think it down. It, I think i think i think i remember it because i was watching nxt today so it's still fresh in my mind i think she said something along the lines if if you're if you're in a room looking for the lamb in the room then you're more more than likely the lamb yeah like and i room. liked that yeah it, it was it was good it, this is like kiana being like I have a plan. I'm calculated in this. And she kind of has like been. Kiana. I still don't like Kiana. I, I haven't gotten behind her. Uh, I don't hate her, though. And like, I'm not the biggest gimmick, like, fan of the gimmick, but it's working for her and she's making it work. So oh, Jesus okay. out here with the stats. Oscar was at 522 days. Shayna was at 416. Mandy is at 408 days currently. So she's in the past, Shayna, in a week. Oh, yeah, she's a thousand percent passing Shayna. Asuka's, if she doesn't get dethroned at Vengeance Day, then she will probably pass Asuka. Which at this point, it kind of seems like she's going to. She might. Um, I don't know how I feel yeah. about it. All the, all the women's promo packages, yeah. very happy. Like, even Zoe Starks, she's just like, I'm not here to make friends anymore. Like this is this is my time. It, they, it works. Like yeah, him. it's all about Zoe. I like him. There, there was a good way because like the men had the brawl, the women just had the video packages. It was smart. Honestly, I preferred how they like were promoting and building up the women's Iron Survivor match with the vignettes as opposed to the the brawl segment at the main event for the men's. I thought they handled the women's a lot better. And I'm more excited for the women's than I am for the men's. Because I think the men's, if Melo doesn't win, then I don't fucking care. The women's, there's a few options there that I'd probably be okay with. Mm-hmm. Like Cora, Roxanne, Indy, all great options. Heck, even even if um, Zoe Starks win, I'd be okay with. The only one that I'd be down with would be Keanu James. But that's just because I don't think she's ready to be in a championship match. That's fair. Um, it's on me now. And, okay. I've been hearing about this all week long. I heard it on Shalid. I heard it on Botch Spots. I heard it in the chat. I heard it everywhere. 
I'm swallowing Ricky motherfucking Starks cooking the hell out of Maxi Pad after his after his battle royal win after MJF once again tried to do his long winded repetitive like promo that Ricky starts call him out on like you did all this you did all the tropes you did all the low blows all the low hanging fruits he fucking cooked them and then Max just kind of like looked in there like like I got nothing to rebuttal. So he kicked them in the deck, and he still got a spear for his troubles. He got speared out of his shoes. I thought it was great. I thought it was great. So that promo has slowly won me over to the Ricky Starks fan fan boat fan train. Like I'm, I'm not on the train yet. I'm looking You're at, at the station. Chicken. I'm at the station. I'm looking at. I'm looking at departures. I'm trying to see what time the train arrives to see if I want to hop on it or not. I'm looking at tickets, basically. That's where I'm at with it. <laughs> the MJF Ricky Starks promo uh, back and forth was amazing. Ricky wins the battle row. Max doesn't even give him the chance to breathe before coming out, calling him a pebble, calling him basically the knockoff rock, mm-hmm. a few other things, but those are like the main ones that stick out. And then Ricky Starks says, listen, Maxi Pad literally starts his sentence with Maxi Pad. So you know shit's about to get mm-hmm. funny and insane. Says MJF smells like paint thinner and ass coming out every week, which that line alone deserves an award or something. It has to. He said the low fringing, low hanging fruit has dried out, and because that's what Max does. Cheap heat, cheap mm-hmm. uh suit, cheap everything. It <laughs> he really just like roasted him and okay. didn't even give Max the chance to breathe, and it was so good. I just sat here, just like every time he kept saying something, I was just like, All right, keep going, keep going. And then, of course, Max being a chicken shit rat bastard, low blows him. And then Ricky said, Ayo, I'm gonna spear you, but I'm gonna spear you at your shoes, his <sighs> ugly ass shoes, which didn't even fucking match. No, the socks were lame too. Socks yeah. were like bright pink, but your shirt was like light pink, and your shoes were like gray Burberry, but your scarf was like normal Burberry. Max, it was it was everywhere. Doing? He needs a what? What are they called? Uh, a that, stylist. A stylist. He needs a stylist. That's what he fucking needs. He, he needs a lot of things. A stylist critici- being very high. He criticized his nose being darker than the rest of his body. He criticized his like ugly ass haircut that he had. Ah, oh, it was great. It was great. Him. It was great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no. Uh, Ricky won me over pretty big time with that promo. I know he's not going to win uh, neither yeah. the diamond ring nor the championship, but you know. He's won me over, in a sense. Yeah. I still don't. Club. I'll pay attention. I like him on the mic in ring wise. I like his spear. That's about it. So far, I still. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm taking his, my time. His Rochambeau is so much more interesting to watch, and him utilizing than the spear because, like Matt said, everyone uses a spear. Mm-hmm. But Ricky's Rochambeau is a beautiful move. I really yeah. wish he would utilize it more. Like, it pisses me off. Like, you have this fantastic fucking move, which, again, I don't even like Jay Lethal, but the fact that Jay Lethal went for a lethal injection in their match 
And then Ricky just reversed it into the Rochambeau, and it was spot on, and it was beautiful, and it was gorgeous. Use it more. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, since you are very passionate about that, Kitty, tell me about what you're passionate about in your next spit swallow. Look at you. Uh, uh, my last swallow for NXT. I'm going to swallow Isla Dawn. Her match with Thea Hale. Uh, it, it was a match that uh, Thea Hale really wanted. And Andre Chase was like, yeah, go for it. And Duke's like, mm, I don't know. I don't think she's really ready for Isla Dawn because Isla Dawn's fucking crazy. <laughs> and he, it, Duke was correct because Isla was like basically casting a spell on Andre and Duke. It looked like from the ring to ringside. And then after the match, Alba Fire just comes out and then they just start brawling. I'm very excited for this match tomorrow. Yeah. Like that is the match is like five or the card has like five, six matches. Mm -hmm. And that's one of them. The fact that this got put together in like three weeks, but both women have had back and forth vignettes and just, ugh, Isla Dawn. I just love the witchy aesthetic. So yes. Isla Dawn is my cup of tea. I'm all about I'm it. I'm very excited. I'm all about it. I love Isla Dawn. She's a, she's a player. She's a player in that women's division. They're adding more threats to that women's division. I'm a, I'm mm -hmm. a fan about I'm a fan all, about all of it. Um, spitting. No. Swallowing the fact that a Samoan named Joe just ride on and beat the shit out of Darby Allen this week on Dynamite. And I loved it. He hit him he hit him with a muscle buster on the on the skateboard with the wheels like sticking up. That gave me the Yeah. The, yeah, like that didn't sit well with me. Kind of like when you see someone stepping on the Lego, you know, just ooh. You just feel the pain. You just feel the pain just coursing through your body. But I loved it. Because I don't give a fuck about Darby Allen and Samoa Joe just beat the shit out of him for a good portion of the match, especially the when he like took off the the protective padding from the floor or on ringside and he was trying to slam him on there. He reversed and he still got like power slammed into it. Jessica's loved all of it, grabbed him, ragged all of them against the barricade apron. Love to see Darby Allen just get physically abused on my television screen. That's kind of why I'm just gargling it because I don't really like Darby, but he's really good at just getting the shit beat out of him he's got and a kick. making it look intense, mm -hmm. like just getting picked up and tossed into the barricades. Well, whatever, the, whatever the, the fucking bike racks, the muscle buster on the skateboard, War Daddy coming out afterwards. <sighs> War Daddy, what a guy. Wish he was going to be on Ring of Honor's uh, card, but I guess it makes sense because he's going for the TNT title. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. I'm just, television jail, though. I'm just gargling the match because it. We knew Joe was going to retain since it was mm -hmm. a TNT title match. Yeah. So, I, but I I will always give Darby props for selling like his life depends on it because a lot of the time it does. Yeah. A lot of times he's selling. Yeah, that that's one thing he does well. He does well. He takes a beating well. He takes yeah. a beating well. Um, Katie, spit or swallow. Uh, I'm gonna again. I'm just gonna gargle the baddies. Uh, Sky Blue, Madison Rain, Kira Hogan match, just because 
I don't know. I still love Jade. Mm-hmm. But the she has improved in the ring. It's just taking a lot longer. And she she was probably the one with the least amount of experience in the match and it kind of showed which and she's also your champion in that match so yeah. that isn't necessarily a good thing. But the reason I'm kind of gargling is the fact that they're also playing into the fact that, yes, Kira Hogan just got kicked out of the baddies. So she kind of just grabbed two women who have issues with Jade and the baddies mm-hmm. to create this match. But Red Velvet, who I do not think should be the one to take the belt off Jade, I'm stating that now, um, keeps walking in front of her shot when the after the win, she walked in front of her. She's the one who's like constantly just glaring at Jade. After Jade called her and Layla out about hanging out with Kiera after they kicked her out of the baddies. So ever since then, so that was like a week or two ago, Red Velvet has kind of just been like glaring at Jade and standing, literally was in between the undefeated record and Jade. So it's mm-hmm. things like that. It's like when we when we had to watch Jay in the background of the Bloodline stuff. Yeah. And now yeah. we've watched Solo. It's that kind of stuff. She's so again. Kind of yeah, and again, I do not think Red Velvet should be the one to take the title off of her, mm-hmm. but that could be another match. That could be another match. I don't, I, I don't think it will. I don't think she will be the one to take the title off of Jade. If it is, I think it'd be a completely mess because she's undefeated. And you can really use it to build up someone credible. And as much as Red Velvet is an okay hand, I just I'm. I don't think she's quite there as a talent, neither in ring nor outside with her character work. So, I don't know. I mean, it makes sense that she'd be giving her this thing, considering that when Jade first came into the company, she was feuding with her as mm-hmm. a, like with like Shaq and Cody Rhodes. So that was the thing that happened two years that ago was or so. The thing that happened. Yeah. So I'm with you. I'm I'm, I'm swallowing slash gargling because the match wasn't the best, but I'm swallowing the fact that. We got a women's match on Dynamite. It was the only match on Dynamite, so I have to kind of swallow it for that sole reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, swallowing the main event, though, talking about tag matches, that was a banger. The Acclaim versus FTR for the AEW World Tag Titles. Man, did they have me on the edge of my seat. And I'm, I'm swallowing even more because the right team won. I love the mm-hmm. Revival. I think they should be AEW champions at some point. I just don't think that time is right here right now because they claim are the hottest act in AEW, if not one of the hottest acts in AEW. Yeah, I mean, with someone or someones in this case getting so over organically with the crowd, it's rare these days, and the acclaimed have done that. Even, like... Some of us were just like, yeah, I mean, they claimed they're all right. This is everything's kind of whatever. But now we're all just like, that's they're the best thing on Dynamite right now. They're the best thing in AEW. Mm-hmm. They have organically gotten over. People legitimately asked Tony Khan to call a fucking audible during the match with Swerve in Our Glory during the, the infamous media call. Like, mm-hmm. the fact that somebody asked him that just proves that the acclaimed are on fucking top right now. Yeah. And the match was great. Like, FDR are good. It, the acclaimed are good. Like, it it was the match that people wanted, and they gave them what they wanted. And then, you know, set up 
FDR and Briscoes or something at Final Battle. Double dog collar kink match or something. Uh, I'm not a fan of the Briscoes. I can't stand them. They just I, give me I, old, I dirty, Hicks Southern vibes, which I hate. <laughs> I'm, I've, I don't know. I'm not the biggest Briscoe fan either, but they really have been, like, I swear to God, they've been a tag team for like 100 years. It's yeah. insane. And yeah. the majority of that has been in Ring of Honor. Yeah, they've been tagging. It's not their brother. entire career. They've been tag teams since they were in diapers. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm with you. Uh, yeah. But yeah, main event. Just It was fantastic. It was great. Can't give it enough stars. Um, Katie. I'm going to swallow the House of Black promo. Yes. This shit is basically, Malika said, yeah, we're coming for everyone and anyone. And having each member of House of Black come forward and say, like, um, I I wish I would have fucking wrote it down. But basically, they're going to ex- exterminate. The, the word extermination was used at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody. And, like, judge, jury, executioner kind of shit is the way they were talking. I'm loving this. I loved House of Black in the beginning. They weren't used properly. That's a thousand percent on Tony Khan. Now, ever since they started with the rebuilding and rebirthing, quite literally, video packages, and now having them come out every once in a while, like the past few weeks, and just fucking people up, I'm all about it. And the creepy promos, Julia Hart being a little star that she is, my little witch. I love her. (laughs) Yeah, I think we're witches. I do. It's a vibe. It's fan- they're fantastic, but she plays a vital point part in this now. At first, we were all pissed that it took so long for her to turn on Varsity Blondes, right? And join House of Black. And now that she's fully in, like all in, pun intended, she has excelled in this role. Yeah. And Malachi Black, the way he talks is just... It's like him and Keith Lee, the way they speak, and Bray Wyatt, like, the way they speak just, like, hits right here in the soul. Very fantastic. Like yeah. It's all good shit. All good shit. Uh, yeah, I didn't write it down in my notes just because prior to, like, a few hours beforehand, I was assuming Matt was going to have it as part of his swallow, so I didn't have it. But, yeah, glad it was to mention. Uh, yeah, swallowing the House of Black. I'm glad they're actually doing something with them. They should be doing something with them because they have potential to be a solid, solid faction or trio in mm-hmm. the trios division if they finally get away from the Young Cuts and Kenny Blomega. And maybe we can get Death Triangle versus House of Black, which would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm going to gargle the whole Winner Regal explanation and being written out of of AEW continuity, how it's like, oh, uh, I turned on Mox because I wanted to give MJF what he wanted so he could see what it like, be careful what you wish for type thing because you're going to get it. And then he's like, now the pressure's on you. Everyone's going to be coming after you so you see if you can handle it. And then he was like, oh, this is my, my final lesson to my, my combat club. Like, always, like, keep your eyes focused on the glow of hand, but always have eyes in the back of your head or something like that. 
Um, and then everyone just kind of like mocks, just being like, "Yeah, all right, we we forgive you." You know, like it. it I get I get why they did it because I'm pretty sure that was not the original intent, but it was the fact that Regal wanted to just leave that they had to pivot so hard. But I'm just not a fan of it. I'm just not a fan of of the the reasoning for it. I thought it was like a little like half baked. But maybe that's just me being extra critical. I don't know. I mean, I, I I was more so like a. I'm just gargling all of that, like the match between the uh, BCC, the BBC, whatever you like to call them, and the JAS. Uh, I'm just gargling it. Like I love Claudio and I love Wheeler, but I just can't fucking stand Jake Hager. And yeah. and Sammy Guevara was out there too. Like fuck him. Yeah, <laughs> but like William Regal's explanation was interesting. Like we were talking about before, it really did seem like a last will and testament, like in case of untimely death kind of thing. Yeah, like Jesus said in the chat, it it was a good way to write him off. Though it made sense, him being like, "I will always be Blackpool Combat Club till the day I die." Kind of putting the the club, the faction, if you will, in the hands of Mox now. Like, yeah. he said, Mox will know what I mean by all of this. And even Mox was just like, do I, though? Because Mox looked hella confused. I was hella but confused, which is tough. He, he, he does look like, like that a lot of the time, so I understand. But it, I was I was okay with it. It it was a good way to write him off, and it wasn't them just being like, nah, William Regal actually, like, died. Like, impact. Like, they didn't kill him off. Right. They, they should have. Uh, I, I think I would have been way more okay if they actually just like ran him over Teddy Long style. SmackDown versus Raw 2006. Why are you? Why? Just why why are you like this? I don't know. Um, my my big my big thing, and maybe I missed something last week or this week. You can let me know. Rigo mentioned the three main members or the three core members of the Blackpool Combat Club, and mm. then. They were only really talking about Claudio, um, Wheeler, and Mox. No mention of Brian, aside for the fact that he was the reason he wasn't there was because he was at Regal's bedside in the hospital or whatever. Does, um, is, like, is he like kind of like a loose member of the combat club at this point? What's going on? I think. When Regal was talking, he more so was saying, like, Wheeler was brought up, but Brian was too, saying that Claudio, Brian, and Mox now have all of the tools and are fully capable of teaching Wheeler. Mm -hmm. Like, letting, like, showing him what it truly means to be a part of the Blackpool, Blackpool Combat Club, which, goddamn, get rid of the Blackpool at this point now. Regal's not there. But I know they're going to keep it forever, which that yeah. makes sense. It, it, I get it. But I think that's what he was going for, was saying that, like, the core members would be Brian, oh. Mox, Claudio, Wheeler being the Trainee. young buck. The, no the pun young intended. Buck. The young buck. Um, okay, okay, because that, that's kind of where my confusion lies, uh, is the fact that it's, like, the three core members. I'm like, do you mean the three core members that are in the ring right now? Do you mean the three core members that were former WWE talents? Uh, mm -hmm. who, who is Mox a core member? Like I was like I was I was just a, like a little confusing. Maybe it was the fact that I was like watching Dynamite while I was at work, so maybe I wasn't paying attention to everything. Maybe I'm just like reading into it, things a little bit too much. Could be a little yeah, bit. Of, very well could be that. 
No. Um, Katie? Uh, I'm going to jump to SmackDown, and I'm going to swallow the Kurt Angle birthday celebration. A, I was there. B, Kurt Angle's from Pittsburgh. That's the hometown hero right there. Uh, C, the milk truck came back. <laughs> it did. Like, it did. who, I, I could, like, see them bring it out, and I popped. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, no, fire. Basically, in that I had like no voice at that point, uh, but it was great. And then they it, after they cut, and I have the video of it because there will be a little vlog coming out in the two days. And decided yes. to do one um, because that was it, that was requested. There was requested um, in the what people want to see more of in the Sheila Awards. They want to see more vlogs. I am giving what the people want. Um, they, Ray Mysterio, ironically enough, got everyone to sing happy birthday to Kurt Angle because people nice. came out and like celebrated with Kurt. Uh, Jason Jordan, his son came back, gave him a birthday card, said number one dad, came out after the fact, like to the ring and like hugged him. Triple H came out and got the crowd to cheer for Angle again. That's cool. It was just a great time, man. I love Kurt Angle. And people were like, oh man, are they... Is Kurt Angle going to show up every time they're in Pittsburgh? He fucking better. As I don't know about it. Why not? I mean, they used it. They used him kind of like, and they used the whole birthday bash thing to in, introduce Gable Stevenson into main roster continuity. And it looks yeah. like they're setting up Gable versus Gable uh, on Raw. So, like, that's a that's a thing. So, I'm all about it. Like, I think it was well executed. It was a great way to send the hometown fans, the hometown crowd happy, that all the extra shenanigans. It was all good. I was worried for Kurt for a second there because when he got the hose, he looked like he was struggling with his knees. And I was like, I thought he was going to slip or I thought he was going to pop an, an, a kneecap or something. Like, I was I was worried for the man. But they, I think it was more so because he was trying to, like, pull the hose. Maybe that could have been it. I wasn't sure that, what was going on. I could see like that hose was fucking massive. Yeah, yeah. Kurt Angle had a big hose. Kurt Angle had a lot of hose. There's a difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. I, I guess you can say Kurt Angle was a, a big hose himself. If he had a lot of hose, he, that also works. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you mentioned Rey Mysterio, and I loosely talked about it, but I'm spitting the fact that fucking Karrion Cross has decided to target Rey Mysterio. I'm, I'm, why? Why? Just leave Rey Mysterio alone, man. Like, all he wants is... He's a was... bad father, Vince. Everyone needs to bully him into realizing he's been a shitty parent. I don't have to like it, though. It's like, leave the man alone. Like, he moved away from his son because he didn't want to beat his own son. You know, he wanted to not fit into the Mexican stereotype of whipping your child with a belt or a chancla. You know, he. I just, I just feel for Ray right now. You know, I just I mean, feel for Ray. I'm spitting it too, but specific little swallows a to Scarlet because she looked fantastic, and the fact that Karen Cross said <laughs> sometimes it like sucks when you gotta bring a workhorse to like put him out of his misery i was like oh, fuck like that part got me like me and the guy next to me kind of just like we're leaning forward to like listen to karen cross say mm -hmm. stuff because i also really couldn't hear 
And then oh, he said that, and I was just listen. like, I was like, oh fuck, he's gonna kill Rey Mysterio. <laughs> uh, it's just wild. He's carrying cross. He's he he he's might kill Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio is a Catholic. As long as he doesn't get crucified, I think he'll be okay with Ramsey's murder at the hands of Cross. That's that's my only thing. He was, I mean, at the hands of all Cross, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Katie, what else you got? I feel uh, like we're running down, winding down. Yeah, I mean, I only have like three more things. Uh, so I'm swallowing the contract signing into the six-man tag for the Intercontinental Championship. So, mm -hmm. Imperium, which, hearing Samantha Irwin say those names live just hit. She's so fucking good. <laughs> but them, and then Ricochet coming out, that's her man, so she's gotta mm -hmm. have some pride saying his name. And then New Day, like, out of nowhere coming out, I was just like, oh, fuck, New Day, let's go. I was, like, really yeah. not expecting to see them until tomorrow on deadline so the fact that they came out and we're just like no you know we're actually going to be here as backup just in case and adam pierce's dumbass is like do you really think it's going to happen not all things and xavier woods straight up was like have you ever watched wrestling my guy like i, I feel like adam, adam there's two adam pierces there's the adam pierce on raw and the adam pierce on smackdown because the adam pierce on smackdown seems significantly more slow or special. It's, it's not even that. It's he just has certain moments on either show where he's just like aloof is a word. He's very aloof with everything. He just very just like ditzy and doesn't care and that kind of thing. Yeah, but the six man tag sure. was great. We were very much behind team New Day Ricochet. I was trying to think of a way to come up combine their names. It wasn't working very well. Um, we were all about it. So, yeah, that's a swallow. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm a swallow the segment as well because they, I'm always a fan for like really corny, dumb jokes. And they made a joke about like, uh, how Imperium aren't performers because they, <laughs> like, they're not performers, alluding to their lack of inability in the bedroom, which I thought mm -hmm. was funny. So, I'm all about that. Uh, I'm with you, Katie. I'm gonna swallow LA Knight coming out and doing his best detective work to be like, look, Bray's the one that's attacking me. Look, there's a mask right there. Next week, look, there's another mask right there. Then he gets this weird, ominous message from Uncle Howdy. We don't know if it was directed towards him or it was directed towards Bray. Uh, it was very aloof. It was very... Very intriguing. This is the best part of Bray White's character since his return is the Uncle Howdy aspect of it, of it all. LA Knight's like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm going to go investigate, just like the Scooby-Doo in the Mystery Game. And <laughs> unlike Scooby-Doo in the Mystery Game, it didn't turn out well for him because he ended up in the locker room with like uh, a Bray Wyatt t-shirt and then the lights flickered and you saw the mask and you just heard some screaming. And then we went to commercial break. And unless I missed something, that's all we got from it. That's all we got from it. <laughs> like, that was such a weird way to cut things off. Like, how do you just go to commercial break after that whole thing and not follow up? 
Like, yeah, I mean, that people. that was a big cliffhanger, too. Not gonna lie, like, when L.A. turned around and the mask was there, I was like, ah! <laughs> L.A. screamed. I was like, oh, fuck! <laughs> that was like a horror movie. I didn't expect the mask to be there. <laughs> or the, the person behind the Uncle Howdy mask. Yeah. I was not expecting to be there. But, I mean, I will give L.A. Night props. When the lights turned out, he did immediately pull out his phone and use the flashlight. Smart. Big move. Smart. Big move. But he's also an idiot for fucking searching for Bray. He got cooked. That's his own fault. He's, you don't go looking for trouble. He's actively looking for his own burial. Because he's out here being his own worst enemy. Don't, don't fuck with shit you don't understand. Just yeah. don't do it. Don't do it. Exactly. Don't be that don't be that person that decides to investigate in a horror movie and ends up being dead. Because that's where you're gonna be, LA Knight. You continue with this. Uh Jesus says, honestly, and I know this sounds kind of dumb because they were wearing masks. I kind of felt like it looked like Dexter Loomis. <laughs> okay. I can see why he said that though, because behind the mask were just like piercing blue eyes. Does Bray has piercing blue eyes? No. Bray Wyatt, I'm 99% sure, has just, like, brown and or hazel eyes. Does both Alice have piercing blue eyes? I, again, also do not believe so, but I will just do a quick little Google search here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll do that. Can't. Let me just but yeah, his, uh, this okay. whole LA Knight, uh, Bray Wyatt stuff, and like we talked about earlier at the start of the episode, is uh, probably leading to a match. Whether it happens at Rumble or just like some kind of backstage brawl, whatever, I'm all about it. I'm intrigued. I did not expect LA Knight to be the first opponent for Bray Wyatt, but here I am enjoying it. What is it, like four weeks in now or so? Something like that, yeah. Um, and Bo and Bray have brown eyes. Dexter Loomis has blue eyes. Contacts are a thing. Contacts are a thing, but... I mean, they did look, like, a little more, like, deep blue. Like, mm-hmm. kind of like my curtains. Yeah. But it very well still... I don't know. I have so many theories and questions... So many awesome, awesome theories, theories. So many questions about the Uncle Howdy character and the Uncle Howdy mystique. I'm very intrigued by it. Jesus is very convinced that it's Dexter Lewis. <laughs> I mean, when when they first, when Bray first showed up and all the characters were out in a boot in the uh, audience, the yeah, I was very certain if they were going to play that card that Dexter Lewis mm-hmm. was going to be part of this faction in some way, shape, or form. Which would be interesting. It would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh We'll, we'll see. I know Matt would be happy. I, well, I don't know. Would Matt be happy that Dexter Lumis and Bray Wyatt are in the in the faction together? You would think uh, so. I mean, but you I would assume so because they are two of his favorite people. Right. I don't know. But I don't know. Matt, yeah, let us know when you listen to this. Yeah, let us know. Let us know. Um, Kitty, spit a swallow. Uh, my final swallow. Um... I'm giving it to Liv Morgan and Tegan Knox for picking up a dub against the white globby human being Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler, who deserves way better than Ronda Rousey. Uh, Tegan got a nice video package reminding people who the fuck she is and how she has come back from two terrible injuries to her knees. And I was so happy they did that because, like, thankfully... 
people are paying attention and they some people knew who Dean was already when she came out last week. But now you know, and people who had some recollection of NXT were like, oh yeah, like that's who Tegan Knox is. So I'm happy they did that. I love Tegan. I love Liv. The two of them together make sense, but I also like Liv also was just a champion not that long ago. So the fact that that's happening and also kind of Raquel came out and cost Ronda and Shane of the match, which probably is going to set up uh, what's her, what's her face? Rhonda and Raquel at yeah. Rumble mm-hmm. because Shotzi's hand was broken in a car door in the parking lot. Pittsburgh parking uh, lot is a very dangerous place. It's for Seth and But that led to the fantastic promo of uh, Seth cooking him, saying that his kids were, he couldn't see his kids. And that was that <laughs> night. Yeah, there you go. Parking lot, baby. <laughs> parking lots and pay. Pittsburgh are just as dangerous as the ones by full so yeah basically yeah um I'm actually all out with Spitter Swallows uh, just want to go ahead and say shout out to that banger of a tag team match between the Brutes and Usos once again chef's kiss fantastic way to open up the show great way mm-hmm. to open up the show Katie uh best show of the week I'm being a thousand percent biased I'm going Smackdown because I was there <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I'm going to go SmackDown too, just because I feel like Raw had some good stuff, but not everything was perfect. NXT was just kind of there, and Dynamite aside from the, the Ricky Starts promo and the main event, didn't quite care too much about. But yeah, we got Kurt Angle. We got fantastic tag team wrestling. All good shit. Dexter Loomis, uh, theories by Jesus that could be involved in the Bray Wyatt stuff. I'll get you. So, Swan, Swan SmackDown, and that's my show of the week. So, as per the SmackDown Raw podcast, even though there's no Matt, SmackDown is the best show of the week. Hey. Katie, with that being said, it's crunch time. Plug your stuff. <clears throat> I've done this so many times this week. It's insane. Ahem. <clears throat> You can follow me on Twitter at KatieRasson13. Link to my body to get all things Sheila Showcase. Twitch.tv slash Sheila Showcase. Typically Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern-ish. YouTube.com slash Sheila Showcase. I say watch your videos because they are way more entertaining. Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. If you want to listen, if you do, that's fine. I don't judge. Sheila Showcase is the brand. It is also the weekly show my co-host Savannah and I do every week. Inside the Mind of is an interview series I do with people in the wrestling podcast ish community. Vince has been on the show. Matt's been on the show. Everyone who's probably on the show has been on my show. It is on a hiatus until next year. RN from Smack Raw is the latest episode. Just because it's the holidays, I want to give it some time to breathe. In the crowd, on its second or third iteration, returned a few weeks ago. Also on a hiatus. Basically, all the shows are kind of going to be on a hiatus until next year, except for Sheelite and maybe Storytime, but I'll get to that one in a second. Savannah, my co-host, has two shows. Uh, New Japan Takeover on hiatus until Wrestle Kingdom. Light Diffuse has two episodes up now. I'm not sure if she had plans on doing another one in the remaining uh, 11 days. No, 20, 21 days. I can't count. I saw a lot of 12s and my brain's not working. It's been yeah. a long day. Uh, <laughs> and then story time with Katie Kinsey Bay Bay. Uh, I have one episode out now. I plan on doing another one very soon. That's a mm-hmm. YouTube exclusive. And I'm on Floor Slapper Sports. If you want to see writings, which I kind of started doing the second part of that Wrestling Soulmates 
article that I did, I started uh, the rough draft note-taking part of the second part of that that's going to be coming out within the next few weeks. I do a lot of stuff. Everything's there. Yeah. <sighs> Jesus. I don't know who gets yeah. more winded. You or Excalibur. Doing that this. is the second time I've heard that this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you can follow the show at uh, at its creation world. Yeah, right. At its creation world on Instagram and Twitter. You can also follow Matt at M A T T R I D D E R on Twitter. The link tree in all those bios will take you to everything Smackin' Raw, everything Creation World, link tree slash Smackin' Raw, link tree slash Creation World, all that good stuff. Join the Patreon, subscribe, helps all that good shit. If you want to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at SES Vince. The link tree in my bio, link tree slash SES Vince, will take you to everything straight talk. We recently just dropped an episode talking about our Chicago Bulls struggles as Chicago Bulls fans. We vented a little bit, talked about it, and just like on Katie, it's also available on floorslappersports.com. So go and check out Floor Slapper Sports. They have a lot of great content. Tim King, fantastic dude. Thank, I'm very thankful for being even part of the whole website. Great, great group of people. Great content there. But like I said, straight talk. Go ahead and follow, subscribe, all that good stuff. But with that being said, Katie, I have been. Oh, Matt usually says I have been the Warner Matter. We are the Pornhub Poppies. This has been Smacking the Raw, the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub. We'll catch you guys next week. Later, y'all. Later, y'all.